0: Hi, welcome to Positively Positive. If you're new here or this is the first episode you're listening to, I go by Sam and I have genital herpes HSV2. Today I'm telling my story of how I contracted the virus. I'm going to walk you through the dates, the warning signs that I didn't know were warning signs, a bit of my mental and emotional experience with the whole thing, but mostly focusing on the circumstances and the physical experience of my primary outbreak. Let's talk about herpes, baby! Okay, so right off the top, I'm just gonna go ahead and blame Meg The Stallion and Nicki Minaj, because it was a hot girl summer. Well, fall, I guess. It was a hot girl fall. I was in a great place. I dare say the best place I've ever been in in my life. Mentally, I was meditating. Emotionally, I was over any past relationships. I felt free, felt like myself. Physically, I was going to the gym regularly, which is something I really like to do, it keeps me mentally clear, and I felt good. I was doing really well, I liked who I was, I was confident I could date any guy I set my sights on, so I set my sights on the hottest dude on Tinder. (laughs) This sounds bad, but I just figured why not go for the hottest guy, what's the worst that can happen? I'm cute, he's cute. Let's meet! So, our first date was fun, we met at a bar and had some drinks, pretty standard first date, and then I did something I've never done before. Since he was visiting from another city, I knew I didn't have a lot of time with him, so why not go back to where he was staying? Not only was he cute, but our conversation was great, he was open and funny, he had a shit together in life. He had a great career he was passionate about, which is one of the most attractive things I look for in a person. I don't care what you're passionate about, as long as it's something. I really love my career, so I find that very attractive in other people when they do too. So we went back to the place and we hooked up with protection. Um, I won't get too graphic, but it was very consensual, very fun. This is not the point in the story where I contract herpes. Surprise! (laughs) I slept over, um, we had a great breakfast the next morning, after very little sleep. (laughs) Hey! Okay, I'm sorry. Um, back to business. Um, (laughs) I saw him off and that was that. I figured I might see him next time he's in town, might not, who knows. That was really nice. The way a hookup should end with breakfast and a hug goodbye. Nothing about it felt trashy to me, and I was walking on sunshine the whole next week. We talked on social media a little bit, but not much the next few weeks. One message here or there, and then he says that he's planning on coming back to town, and he asks if I have time. So we figure out a weekend where I can meet up with him. Great, I carry on living my life. weekend comes, we have dinner and drinks where he's staying, and I sleep over. Things start getting heated, and he doesn't get a condom. Listen, (laughs) we all know how this story ends if you're listening to this podcast. In my head, I'm like, oh fuck, we haven't talked about testing shit, well... I've already slept with him, and everything was fine, it's probably fine, I'm just wearing too much- oh my god, this is really hot, fuck no, should I say something? Uh, should I stop this? Oh, this feels really good, oh fuck it. And in that moment, I made a decision, as an adult woman, that not talking about it was fine, and that not using a condom was fine. I gave in to the moment. I haven't had unprotected sex in over five years, even when I had a boyfriend for a long time. Now, let me tell you, this was fire sex, okay? I was very much a willing participant in this. I know that that is not the way everyone contracts herpes or any STD for that matter. And my heart goes out to you. I cannot possibly imagine what anyone who gets anything from a non-consensual encounter goes through. This is just my story, and it's the only one I can tell. Did I know I was taking a chance because he was a carrier? No. Would I have liked that choice? Hell yes! Had he told me, I know that I would have insisted on a condom, but there's a very high chance I would have slept with him anyways. And that condom may or may not have prevented me from contracting herpes more on that in my transmission episode. And even if we had had the talk about sexual health and when did you get tested, it would have been us both saying we were clean, which is an awful term, people who have STDs or STIs are not dirty, but we both would have said that because we both genuinely believed that about ourselves. And at that point, I most likely would have said, okay, no condom is fine. And I'd still have herpes. No matter which way you cut it, condom or not, I was sleeping with this guy and ending up with herpes because he did not know he was a carrier, which I found out later, which is very common. Please listen to my episode on testing for more on that whole situation and how to get yourself and your potential partners properly tested. It is not, I repeat, not, say it for the people in the back, not included, when you asked to be tested for EVERYTHING. Did I know that, in general, it was a vague risk because teachers told us to use condoms for reasons I can't really remember? Yeah. But, for me, that didn't really mean anything real in my head. It was just like a vague warning with no reality or knowledge behind it. I wasn't familiar with STDs. I wasn't educated. I didn't know what I didn't know. Anyways, next morning I go to work, everything is fine, he goes back to where he came from, herpes hell. (laughs) I'm just kidding, he lives in a nice city, and I'm sure a very nice place. We continue to send like an Instagram story reply here or there, whatever, all is well, moving on. Now, I left him on a Saturday morning. On Wednesday or Thursday of that week? To be honest, I'm not exactly sure when it started. I kind of started to feel irritated down there. Also, I had my period from Sunday to Thursday, so I tossed it up to that. Part of my job is pretty physical, and I do go to the gym regularly, so I genuinely thought I just rubbed something the wrong way during a physical activity. I'd like gotten a rug burn type thing down there from impact and contact. I didn't think much of it. Now, By the Friday, so one full week after the sex, I was full-on itching and burning. What the actual fuck? This was a week after I'd had sex. Sex wasn't even on my mind. But now, it kind of burns when I pee, and that is the first sign of an STD. That's a surefire thing I did remember from sex ed. Burns when you pee, bad by Saturday, yo, no, your girl was on fire. I couldn't stand, I couldn't lay down, I couldn't sit comfortably. I was trying very hard to walk like a normal human being and not a fucking weeble wobble duck while at work. But that is very hard when your vagina is on fire. Okay, I couldn't pee without a burning like fucking acid on my vagina. I knew this was an STD sunday was the worst shit i've ever been through in my life i was in so much pain i had to suppress screams when i peed i remember peeing and then jumping up and down trying to air out my fucking vagina because it stung so bad saturday and sunday i was using a makeup mirror to look at the situation down there full on just shining a flashlight up my badge okay it was not cute I had a few sores and some discharge <laughs> remember earlier when I said I wasn't gonna get graphic yeah I lied <laughs> so the first time I looked just the whole situation down there was super red I had three open sores that I could see the next time I looked I think there was one or two more all on the inside of my labia basically where the dick goes fun times Now, I don't know about you, but I had never really looked this closely at my own vagina before. Was it always this pink and red? Was the whole damn thing burnt? I don't fucking know. Have my labia always been this big? Or are they swollen? God, why don't I know what my own vagina is supposed to look like? Have those bumps always been there? They look fine, like just a skin irritation? No, those bumps are new. Is that a rash? What the fuck do rashes even look like? I think it's a rash. Actually, no. I drove myself bat shit crazy with Google. I went back and forth between this is definitely herpes and nah, you know, chill out. It's a bad yeast infection. You're 27 and you've never had one. It's about time. Just chill. We gonna get some meds or whatever they do for yeast infections. We'll be fine. Nope. It's chlamydia nope it's gonorrhea maybe it's both god damn it why do these all have the same symptoms when you search all these stds and yeast infections on google they all sound the same i was going bonkers back and forth between thinking i was overreacting and definitely most positively positive i had herpes now the sexual health clinic wasn't open until monday and fuck trying to make an appointment with my family doctor. I knew this was sex-related or vagina-related at this point, and your girl needed help now, straight to the experts. I got there long before they opened, because I knew they always filled up right away. It's a first-come, first-served clinic. Uh, I think I was third in line. You have to fill out this awful form and checklist of symptoms, and damn if your girl wasn't checking up every box like it was a lottery ticket. Bam, bam, bam. Even though the pain and the itching had eased off a little bit at this point. Which makes me think that my immune system was doing a decent job of fighting back on its own before medication. Which does give me hope (laughs) for the future going forward with this. Um, So the nurse took blood and urine and she asked me to describe my symptoms in a million different ways. In my head I was like damn bitch I already said sores, burning, itching, swelling, mad at irritation. Is that not enough? Like, I can only say it so many times. So, finally, I saw the doctor spread up on the table, and she took one look, and I will never forget her words when she took those prong things out of my body and came to my side. So this does look consistent with herpes. My eyes filled with water... And I choked back my breath. I remember rolling my eyes back into my head, just stinging into the tears. I knew it. I was right. Why the fuck do I always have to be right? I got dressed, and she said she was testing for a whole shit ton of stuff. I don't remember everything she said. I didn't, I had never even heard some of the words she said before but she seemed pretty certain that it was herpes because she prescribed me seven days of something called valacyclovir. It is an antiviral, I found out later. More on that and other medications in my medication and vitamins episode. At that point, I was just like, if it will help me, I will take anything. She also gave me some water to drink because I was severely dehydrated at that point. When it burns to piss, having a drink of water is the scariest thing in the world. This was Monday, and I had been rationing water and liquids like a savage since Saturday morning, which only made my urine more acidic and burn even more. But I didn't know that. I just knew going to the bathroom was absolutely awful, and I did not want to partake in that activity. How do you describe it? to someone who's never felt it. Well, (laughs) let me help you. Imagine you are on fire. Now imagine some asshole tiny elf ninja has thrown a thousand teensy little swords and cut up your skin in a thousand teensy little cuts. Now imagine you're drenched in fucking acid with all those open wounds. You are still on fire and you can't move. And you're so fucking thirsty, you would drink your own blood if it came in a bottle. Nothing else matters. Okay. Didn't mean to scare you, <laughs> but if you've already been through it, holla at me, eh? That was the worst of it. And then, within 24 hours being on meds, I started to feel better. Pain went away, I could sit and walk most comfortably. Well, mostly comfortably. I wasn't so fucking itchy anymore, and hey, I could piss again, Hella fucking luya So, physically, I was on the end. Emotionally was a different story. And emotionally is a big part of herpes diagnosis. I cried for days. As soon as I got home with my meds, I curled up in bed and sobbed like a bitch. I was devastated, and my mind was running a thousand miles a minute. I have never had so many thoughts go through my head that quickly with no way of stopping them. I'm going to post a whole episode called Dealing with Diagnosis that deals with the mental and emotional side of this. For now, this episode I'm just going to focus on the physical. So by that Friday and Saturday, so a full two weeks from the sex and almost one full week of being on Valacyclovir, or Baltrex, if you're using the brand name. I didn't have any pain, didn't burn at all to pee, although my labia were still swollen. I got headaches, and within 24 hours of being on the meds, I did get flu-like symptoms with a dry cough. The dry cough is what lasted the longest. I was clumsier than usual, and I lost my appetite somewhere in there. To be completely honest, I don't know if the loss of appetite came from the stress and anxiety of diagnosis. Or the actual outbreak or the medication. It was a lot all at once. Did I get headaches from the meds or because I wasn't eating enough? I don't know but it all happened at the same time and I was exhausted the whole time. So even though my doctor had already given me medication and said it looked like herpes, I was still waiting on actual test results from the swab she took of the sores. A tiny part of me hoped that the doctor was wrong, but I knew she wasn't. But something in the back of my mind was holding on to that hope. I got a call on the following Monday, so one week from getting the swab and just over two weeks from having sex. It was the nurse from the clinic saying that it was indeed a positive swab for HSV2 genital herpes. At that point, I was calm, the outbreak had essentially cleared up so I could have a rational conversation, and I'd been researching online like a madman. So I asked a few questions about stuff I'd read online, I thanked the nurse, and that was that. I officially had genital herpes an uncurable, sexually transmitted disease. Ugh. Yeah. So, you know how people say they feel like a shell of a human being? You hear that phrase sometimes? Yeah. I never really understood that until I felt it for myself. When I wasn't crying, I was numb. I was not a female. I was not a sexual being. I was not a real person contributing to society. I was just a shell where a human should be. I think I'll get more into this with my dealing with diagnosis episode. Um, (laughs) okay, so yikes. Uh, I hate to end on the note of I'm a shell of a human being. (laughs) So just know that I'm definitely not. I am definitely past that place. I'm looking, feeling, knowing that I'm a female woman, as sexy as, sexual person, a great human being, as well as a great friend and confidant, hard worker, blah blah, everything else that makes me awesome. Seriously, nothing good about me was erased by this. It was something I had to go through to get here, and I'm glad I allowed myself to fully feel all those feelings. Sometimes, You just gotta let the feels take over to move on. Look at me now, talking to you on the world wide web. Life is good. And everything that makes you, you, and makes you special is still there. Nothing about you has changed. Something has been added on. You are a giant, beautiful, yummy cupcake just like me And this is one tiny sprinkle on the side of the icing. A side sprinkle does not define a cupcake. Herpes does not define a human being. It definitely doesn't define me, and it doesn't define you. You are a cupcake. And on that sweet note, (laughs) see what I did there? I'm going to sign off for now. Thanks for listening. Share this link with anyone you think would help, leave five-star reviews, and follow me on Instagram, at Positively Podcast. Check out the website, positivelypositivepodcast.com, for resources, tools, videos, and lots of amazing HSV content. If I've helped you and you'd like to say thanks, visit the support page for options, buy me a coffee, join the Patreon, or get yourself a Positively Positive sticker. If you just want to say hi, email me at positivelypositivepodcast at gmail.com or leave me a voicemail on Anchor. I'm out here, okay? I keep my real name private for now, but keep listening because that changes, and it will always be me reading all your messages. You are not alone. I'm living positively positive, and you can too.